Hello. Uh, women face a crossroads as they approach 60 or they turn 60, but we have more choices than ever before. For women entrepreneurs and executives with successful professional lives, planning for life after 60 is about adopting the new mindset of looking forward to a new chapter. Approaching the crossroads does not necessarily mean winding down. Are you wondering about the shifts that you can make to set a foundation for fulfillment, whatever that looks like for you? I have a guest today, Julie Starr, who has been a life coach since 2002, and she absolutely loves every moment. After training as a dance therapist and working in a psychiatric care hospital, Julie quickly realized that her true calling was coaching. For many years in the field of empowering women in challenge, Julie has been shown that great things are possible for anyone willing to do the work and to take the necessary action. Julie is a proud member of the over 60 crowd, as she says, and plans on working indefinitely, doing what she loves. Welcome, Julie. How are you today? I'm very good. And Patricia, always a joy to be with you. Always yeah. a joy. Yeah. Julie and I have known one another for several years. We've never met face to face except for on the camera, right? Or on the telephone. It's so true. It's so true. I never even thought of that. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, Julie, you believe in being um, our own hero at every age. So could you please share what you mean by that and how that transcends into being a critical and powerful mindset for women finding fulfillment after 60? Absolutely. So the concept, be your own hero, you can't see it, but behind me, I have a big sign that says, be your own hero. And that goes for women of every age. Being your own hero has to do with taking care of yourself, taking care of others around you, and your finances, everything. And being mm. a hero means we don't look to others. We, we do look for support because being your own hero means asking for help when you need it. But knowing that the core is within you, that you can do anything. In life challenge, sometimes we're pushed and we have to be our own hero. But I suggest being your own hero every day and, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. living your best life. Yeah. I find it interesting that it's not just a symbol of being um, your own hero. It's about understanding exactly what that requires. So self-care is one of those. And self-care includes other things such as financial self-care, emotional self-care. So yeah. it's not just a, a, a flip um, a term of being your own hero and having a, a meme or something like that. I know you do have uh, that uh, plaque behind you, uh, but it is a reminder to you every day, depending on what's happening for you, is how can you be your best hero that day? So I admire that. I think that's a really good trigger for us to realize that it's only us. We live with ourselves for all of our lives. So it's up to us to be our own hero, right? Exactly. And I do a lot of coaching with women who go through divorce. I, I wrote a book of when a husband mm -hmm. leaves, what, what do you do? And because I experienced it myself 18 years ago and I didn't think about being your own hero before that. I think a lot of women um, depend on their husbands to 
you know, financially, I ask a lot of women in the very happy marriages, like, do you know your finances? And they don't know what's going on. And I say, you need to know your finances in a happy marriage as a single woman, wherever you are, you need to know because that is taking care of your future self. Mm -hmm. so, so yes, being your own hero, it's really about just finding what makes you happy and doing a lot of that. Being your own hero means taking care of yourself in challenging times and, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what else yes, because, well, as we approach 60 as well, or even after that, um, especially in, in the workplace now, um, many women, because of, there's still the inequity, find themselves where um, financial self-care is really important as well now, because of that inequity of when a woman leaves the workplace, she could be out of the workplace for a lot longer than her partner. And, and it's generalizing somewhat, but this is some of the information that's coming up now about how women go through their different phases. So you talk about this phase of our life after 60 as being a new chapter, not a wind down. So it does um, tie into your book and so I'd like you to tell us a little bit about how that particular mindset helps to open up opportunities. And, and I'll repeat something that you've said to me is that uh, this book that you, it's a bestseller on Amazon and it's uh, your husband left, now what? Uh, and they can leave in many different ways, <laughs> you know, but how might this mindset guide women through divorce or other losses in their life towards opportunities to better their life. Can you say a little bit about that? Okay, so overall, we each get a life. Our life is a gift. And, you know, in that gift, we end up with pain and with challenges. And the question is, how do we process that pain? How do we make it through? And you know, there's definitely a place I always say, whether it's divorce or anything, I'm a cancer survivor. I know when I heard I had cancer, I was just shocked. So there is a point where we process and we need to fall apart. And I find people who miss that stage end up in trouble because in order to get through, we have to process everything. So we have our first stage where we fall apart. But after that, we need to move forward. There's a wonderful new um, Netflix documentary. I think it's called Schultz. It's um, Jonah Hill interviews his therapist. And it's a wonderful, wonderful documentary. And what he's talking about is that, you know, we are all going to experience um, pain and not knowing what's going to be. The unknown is just part of our lives. But the question is, what do we do with that? And in two words, we move forward. After we process all the difficulty and the pain of it all, we move forward. That moving forward, I see, having coached since 2002, I see each of my clients moves forward differently. I, as a coach, need to respect their process. And they, which is the most important, 
the person who's processing needs to respect her own process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm, I might have lost the question there. Would you ask me? No, that that ties in. Actually, that ties in very lovely with being your own hero as well. It's like, how do you move forward to a better life so that you can see the opportunities? Yes. First, you need to acknowledge the emotions that come with that breakdown or, you know, all that mess that we're dealing with. The because blind um, Yeah. I, I was diagnosed with cancer as well. And you know my story about that. Uh, so it's about that messy part, but being able to continually move forward, right? whether it's with our care plan or with uh, reorganizing our life, which women are really good at, um, yeah. or just uh, taking the time for us to experience um, not so much that as disappointment, but there's an awful lot of um, inner work that's done around times like that. So you answered that um, question lovely. And it's about the next, uh, the very next step towards a better life and seeing that there can be a better life, right? Yes. So, I, oh, I was oh, just going to say, I think you had said something about being 60 and um, making that, you know, how do we move into that next stage? And being 60, I always say to people like, you know, always asking the question, what's next? Whether you've been through a physical challenge or you're turning a different, an age that might be like a little offsetting. I mean, I know when I turned 60, it was quite big. And then when I, I'm 64 now, and it's sometimes I stop and I say, am I 64? Like I yeah. feel 30, but, but I am 64. And I say, you know, Julie, embrace it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, as you said in my intro, I don't plan on retiring. I hope my brain will continue working and my heart will keep working so that I can help each client. And uh, just a funny story, not so funny, but it's, I, I know a coach who has a 99 year old client and she retired at 92. <laughs> and I thought that is fantastic. And that I hope to follow in her steps because life is just you know it's this gift we have we have to fill it with meaning whatever your meaning is whatever my meaning is and you know keep moving forward very good point filling it with meaning okay that that'll get us by if we need to get by any particular days right yeah yes, yes. and yeah regarding uh retiring at 92 i'd love to speak to that woman and ask her what does retirement mean to you <laughs> because it probably doesn't mean the traditional type of retirement in any case. I would love to interview that woman. She's a um, therapist. Uh, oh. uh, uh, yeah. So I think when you're in some fields, you can't continue. You know, if you're a surgeon or if you're a, um, I'm trying to think of other, if you're working in construction, if there's something that is physically demanding of a certain skill, as we get older, you know, I have a tremor. It's like, you know, you can only do so many things. But you can always change into either a mentorship type of work yes. or, um, you know, continued learning or whatever. So keep moving. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because, uh, you know, many people who have a particular skill, and especially if it's one that uh, relies on physical skills or even mental skills at a certain time, 60, 70, 
um, they might not be able to do that. Well, if they wait until that time to decide now what, uh, mm. they will go through crises. Right. Where what I'm talking to women about now is getting ready for that. Like I have a lot of women say, oh, well, I'm not 60 yet. But you know what? If you're 45, 15 years goes by very quickly. So let's take advantage of this time to start planning. What does fulfillment look like for you? It can be completely different than what you're doing now. Yeah. But let's start looking at that so that you are prepared so that you don't wake up one day and say, now what? You know, and one, say, what's next? They say, now what? <laughs> yes. And one area really important, what you're saying, Patricia, is motherhood. A lot of women go through the empty nest syndrome and they go through a very hard time when the last kid leaves the home and really beforehand to you know gather what are your skills that you do as a mom because i think mom momhood is the hugest job the hardest <laughs> job every mother is a working mother and it's like you know but then when you're when the kids leave look at the skills that you needed to do where were you good like where where did you excel yeah. and those can be translated into either you know a paying job or a part-time job or just a hobby, but we need, it goes back to meaning. We need meaning at any age. Yeah. Something that gives us purpose every day, right? That we can work towards purpose. Yeah. So um, you have a quote that I love and I know you learned it from, I think a therapist, but you've said to me quite often, what other people think of me is none of my business. <laughs> so please share your deep meaning about that quote and your little piece of wisdom around loving and expanding your life. Okay, so that quote I say to so many people, the people close to me know I'm always quoting it because we are often other centered. We look at other people, what do they think of us? If you can live your life without that, I mean, not, not to be, you know, selfish, but to mm -hmm. be concerned about, am I doing the right thing rather than what does this person think of me? When I went through my divorce, oh my gosh, like just going to the grocery store was an ordeal for me because I could tell either there were people who didn't come near me, they didn't know what to say to me because they're very, people are uncomfortable. I do have a chapter on how to, you know, relate to people who are going through a divorce, but or people would come and give me major lectures about how I, you know, should do this or that or whatever. And when I get home after a little cry, I just would tell myself, Julie, you're okay. You know who you are. And because I've always had that inner strength of knowing who I am, I could weather it. You don't have to go through a divorce to have this experience. You go to a party and you're, you're self-conscious about your clothes or you're you know, worried, what are people thinking of me? No, what other people think about you is none of your business. Yeah, because it, it's, um, it's a big distraction from you being who you are when you're worried about what somebody else will think of you. And I understand what you're saying and I'll, I'll repeat what you said. It's not about being insensitive. Uh, but it's not being caught up in other people's impression of who you are, because 
you need to build a good impression of who you are and be authentic. So I appreciate that. So Julie, I have a part of uh, this um, show that's called Executive Encore, and it's Every Moment Matters. Okay. So please share with us a pivotal moment in your life when you recognized what fulfillment really means to you. Okay. Well, that's a heavy duty question because, <laughs> because I thank God I've had so much fulfillment. I, I'll go right to my births of my daughters, but I, I think I'll share my coaching fulfillment moment, which was a wonderful client who's still with me. And, um, she was going through her divorce at the beginning and it was, there was a lot of, I'm not all confidentiality, no names, anything. And the, um, it was, there was a lot of abuse going on for her and a lot of women who are in abusive relationships don't realize it because they have such low self-esteem and through co-facilitating her growth together over many years, you know, she is the brightest light. She is living a life that is just filled with dancing and joy. And um, for me, that is so fulfilling to be part. My clients, I don't do the work for them and they it's their lives, but it's so fulfilling to be part of that process. Yeah, to see what they can actually accomplish. And as you said, we can accomplish amazing things, right? Yeah. Okay, Julie, um, please let uh, our audience know how they can get a hold of you if they are interested in talking to you about what you can offer. Or I know sometimes you, you are just very happy to make connections with other amazing women. So how can they get a, a hold of you? Everything's on my website, possibilitycoaching.net, singular mm -hmm. possibilitycoaching.net. And I love, I, I offer, there's a button there. You just push it for a half hour conversation. Every time I do them, I love it. Whether people become my clients or not, it's just a chance yeah. to use the tools I have and give them a fast shot of, you know, one thing, what's next moving forward. So provide some value in their lives. Yeah. yeah. Julie, is there anything else that you would like to share? I think we've covered most of it. I, I think each one of us lives our own life. Mm -hmm. It's so important to take care of your body, your mind, and your soul. My clients come from all different traditions. And, you know, whatever tradition you're in, connect to that higher source because your life will be so much better. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Julie. And I want to thank my audience today. Please join me each week as I interview women just like Julie and other thought leaders and allies about finding fulfillment and joy after 60. If you're interested in participating as a guest, I would love to have a chat with you. So you can go to my website at patriciamuir.com and you can see the spelling of my name, patriciamuir.com. There you will also be able to sign up for my newsletter or read my blog. I have a weekly blog. Sunday mornings uh, is when I send out my newsletter and it's all about self-care and hundreds of women sit with their favorite beverage to read my latest insights on fulfillment in life and work. I often share Julie's insights because finding fulfillment is a critical part of self-care. And I'll also share at this moment what Julie does. Julie puts my blog post and my newsletter on, uh, is it read aloud? Read aloud. read aloud, 
Patricia's yeah. newsletter is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so that you don't have to necessarily sit there and read it. Although it's usually about, uh, you know, a, a 10 minute read. But um, I know that a lot of women uh, really enjoy what I bring to that newsletter. And part of what I bring to the newsletter is actually uh, Julie's interview this week will be in the newsletter on Sunday. So please go there, sign up. And uh, thank you very much and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you.